Hey everybody, just want to let you know with the Jim Cren No Restrictions app now available on iTunes and Google Play, it's absolutely free, streams 24-7 of No Restrictions. Make it easy on just get it today. It's on iTunes and Google Play. Jim Cren No Restrictions app. Jim Cren No Restrictions with Todd DeFazio. Jim Cren, no restrictions, and I am so excited uh, by our guest on the show today. Uh, I don't know where your political leanings are, and I, I don't care, but I will tell you this. This is one of the most genuine, kind-hearted human beings I've ever met in my life, Mayor Bill Peduto. Bill, as a friend, as mayor, you're a great mayor also. I'm a fan, as you know, but as a friend, you are, you are that guy. You're the real deal. I'm excited that you're our mayor because I know you're the real deal. And you have to be excited because you work so darn hard to get there, right. to become mayor. It's one of the coolest stories, I think, of any mayor, if you think about it. You're Rocky. You're Stallone <laughs> of mayors. This guy's Stallone. He lost. He's like Stallone. He goes, I'm going to get I'm going to get the next one. I'm coming back. He fights again. He loses again. They're like, he's not. I'm going to come back. And you win. Yep. What was What was that like? going through that after the first one were you so devastated that you thought i can't do this again or, or was the mission still there in your mind what were you thinking after the first knockout well the first one was um when bob o'connor won in 2005 so everyone expected that i was going to lose they said that i'd be lucky if i got 10 percent of the vote we ended up getting one out of every four votes um they said i'd lose my council seat because i was running for both positions at the same time right and um, I ended up winning 38 out of the 41 precincts. So there, there, the takeaway was we won. You know, yeah. we, we may not have won the race, but we won. There was promise in there, in other words. You saw yeah. the growth, yeah. and it was just a beginning kind of instead of an end. Yeah, it, exactly. So it was, um, you know, we'll win the next one. I guess you have to have that attitude, right? Any winner does. You do. You, have, you look at that was a lot of positives to look at. I mean, a lot of people that would have been demoralized, how oh, darn I lost. But you came out of it with that base. Now the second one, what the happened The second one there? was devastating. What, that, okay. So that was, that was the um, one. Then we lost Bob. Um, yeah. And Luke came in. And, you know, it was like living in a uh, Shakespearean play or a fairy tale. I'm not sure which one because right. – in a way, you know, the king had died and the young prince had taken over. And mm -hmm. the only part that hadn't been cast was the villain. And all of a sudden, from just like two years earlier, where people were the promise, like, yeah, and, yeah, like he would be the next one. It was all of a sudden my career was over. I was I was cast as the villain. Hmm. And so um, I withdrew out of that race, knowing that we had absolutely no chance to win. Hmm. And one of the hardest decisions I had to make, but I kind of thought you know we've worked hard we had a group of people and if i went through this race for vanity i risk losing everything right so right i i 2008 i uh decided i was going to do some traveling and try and think of what the next step was for my life and yeah i ended up in turkey uh in a, the town of ishmir okay and uh Ephesus, like yeah. uh, John to the Ephesians, okay. you know, from the Bible. Yeah. This is the place where Mary and John went when Christ was on the cross and he said, 
son meet your right. mother mother son this is where they they went yeah and so i'm standing outside of this house that's believed where mary had lived and mm. uh i called my mom on a cell phone mm. and i said hey you know how you told me about uh assumption thursday when mary goes to heaven yeah i'm yeah. standing here <laughs> No, oh my I'm standing right here. And all of a sudden, like that Lamar billboard, remember that controversy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't seem so important. Didn't seem like, <laughs> nah, no, no. You can't. And that's really how that progressed. Huh. And then so I decided yeah. in 2009, I had three options. Run for mayor again, mm-hmm. run for council one last time, or run the hell out of this building. <laughs> so I chose to run for council. And then 2013, without a net, I ran for mayor, and that's when the time was right. And it, what you know, it's funny when you made that decision. Like you said, you didn't do it for vanity when you withdrew. I'm saying, even though you got criticized from the media, I got uh, criticized and, by my own friends. Yeah, <laughs> I got criticized. Uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. Yeah. But you know what? In the end, when you make the right decision, and I think you know that as mayor now more than I would or anyone, when you make the right decision, even when it's a tough decision later on, people do see that truth comes through. So I think at some subliminal level, they saw that was the right decision, that it was not, that you were doing it not out of vanity, but you were doing it out of a tough decision. And I think that's what helped that base kind of to get you to win. That decision in a weird way may have had those people see this guy, he's not afraid of a tough decision. You have to see it clearly, in, I would in retrospect, maybe not at the time. I'm just saying from the public even's point of view, you can see that. So I think part of that was that. Roughest that strength. year career-wise in my life. Yeah, that crossroad. And, and it's funny because my roughest year, and I got let go at, uh, at the radio station, I had uh, my first uh, first couple people that ever reached out to see if I was right was uh one was this guy right here mm-hmm. was uh, our mayor um is my friend right. but, but uh, I'll mm-hmm. never forget that but that's what that's what we grew up in this area and I say Pittsburgh or you know city and try there, there's something about Pittsburghers and, and you know you're that's why you represent that to me that's what I mean you you're with me through thick and through thin I was I was under the bed you know <laughs> curled a ball mm-hmm. and I got Bill Peduto my body saying you're all right and, and that's you remember those people but that's the real deal to me but the exciting thing for me was, though, watching this ascension, you know, from afar as a friend and just saying, okay, and I admired that. I, I know what you were going through us following your career. And, uh, and I admire that as, you know, an entertainer, you get knocked down a lot. As you know, you got to keep fighting back. And it's not easy. Uh, but when you do that, it's just sweeter. And what you had, I was there. Thank God. It was so fun to watch when you won. I mean, you know, that would have to be the, Tell me what's going through your mind. It'd be the sweetest feeling in the world. I know everybody around you was euphoric, but it, what would, tell me what you were thinking. I was thinking about uh, my dad. Uh, I was thinking about my brother, Tom, uh, who I lost in 91, and what they would be thinking. Um, you know, I, I come from a dysfunctional family. My mom's a Democrat, and my dad was a Republican. <laughs> so uh, I... Uh, Uh, even though our politics were different um, Mm -hmm. he was like the only person who when I had this crazy idea that I wanted to be involved in politics and government who said do it but get a real estate license (laughs) or a teacher's certificate because you want to eat but I I just thought about them thought about my grandfather it seemed like more of a relief. It was like when the Pens won the Cup two years ago, yes. going through that whole series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you felt more relief like, than, yeah. than joy. 
Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, that's how it sort of felt. It was, uh, I kept saying to people that I haven't had that euphoric moment. And they're like, oh, you will. When you move that <laughs> box from city council over to the hall, never really came. And then all of a sudden we were working. So, I was just going to get to that. It's true. You went right to work. And I remember... Yeah. Uh, being, I don't know if it was an inauguration, whatever the speech was, it was one of your first speeches, and it stuck with me, and I bring it back a lot to people now as the city is flourishing, which you deserve a lot of the credit for the growth of this city. You do. I know there's a lot of people involved, but you were that core, I believe, that started this going. And I remember what you said. You said something to the effect of, we're not, you're, you may be in the past, I don't know if you said, but, but in the past maybe cities like Pittsburgh, we strive to be like a, a New York or try to get bigger or better or whatever. You said, we're going to, my goal, you said, was to make Pittsburgh a buzz city, mm-hmm. uh, a, a city like, a, uh, I was thinking of Portland, and think, when you said buzz city, and I think you may have mentioned Portland in that thing, but, but, but I, it hit a nerve with me because I thought, oh my God, you know, th- th- that's perfect. That, that's what they, we could be, Portland or whatever. Yeah, why are we trying, did, instead of trying to be something else, make who we are bigger, better, and greater to be a buzz city? As I'm watching everything going on now, all this growth, I look back and go back to those years ago when you said that first speech of Buzz City. You have to be really excited that it's happening. It is. I mean, saying it's one thing, doing it's another. You're so doing. there's there's certain moments that you get when you go like, my God, I'm the mayor. You know, it's sort of <laughs> yeah. like it just it happens. And um, today was one of them. I was at Max's over on the north side okay. with uh, Mayor Murphy and a few other north side community leaders okay. and um you know you have to get the Braunschweiger when you're there right <laughs> got to get it I'm, yeah, so, yeah i lived on schoolhouse so i, yeah. I, I know I'm into but that. anyways <laughs> I, he was the one who actually brought that up he was the one who said that my he said there's world-class cities paris new york tokyo pittsburgh's never going to be one of those yeah. he said there's national cities um Dallas, Atlanta. He said, eventually, maybe Pittsburgh will get back yeah. to being that. We were mm-hmm. a right. national city. He goes, there's regional cities, the Pittsburghs, your Buffaloes, your Clevelands. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. He said, your job is to get us to the buzz city. It's that next step to being a national city. And I think in a way that we have gotten there. Now, it was very fortunate that Carnegie Mellon decided to create a program in robotics in 1979. Yes, that right. was a core. Yeah. Right, and that helped to lead Uber to come here, which then became an international story of driverless cars, innovation in Pittsburgh. Whereas 10 years ago, the joke was where you wanted to be when the earth ended was Pittsburgh because we were 20 years <laughs> behind. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my buddy used to tell me in L.A. a lot. Yeah. They don't t- say that anymore. They don't say no. it anymore. You know what? Getting to that point, it's funny. I had my friends in from Los Angeles. There was the bike lanes. Yeah. You get some criticism for the bike lanes you hear. Just a probably, little. But, but, just <laughs> a little bit. But you know what? I, I got it. I got it, believe it or not, what, was, what, what this is all about. It isn't because you're a biker. It isn't because maybe, maybe I'm speaking out there. It's not for the bikers, really. In a weird way, it's not for the bikers. I'll tell you why. I was having a lunch with these buddies from L.A. Because I got maybe a couple months to do shows. So they were in town. We are having lunch, and it was by the convention center outside. And they go, wow, your city's really cool, Jim. I was all proud. And they're going, yeah, man, you got bike lanes. And they started naming other. But the bike lanes were in the conversation, what they mentioned, okay? And I'm thinking, and I, I mentioned, hey, oh, you guys bikers? They're like, they're like no, why? So, no, right. so, so it connected the thoughts. I'm thinking, I get it. 
I get yeah. it. It's part of the image you gave. Right. It makes us look younger. It made yeah. us look something hipper. Something about it worked. I, that, that, am and I right? It fit, so it was the, one of the biggest complaints we get is um, the city's not built for bikes. We've got <laughs> hills and bridges yeah. and rivers and winter. You know, it's like <laughs> have it somewhere else. And, but the fact is, is this city's crazy double black diamond road system of non-grid everything else is much more like Europe than almost any other city in the United States. Sure. And when people are in our downtown or in our neighborhoods, they say, I kind of feel like I'm in Europe. <laughs> the bikes add another dimension to that, that, that characteristic of it. Right. And yes, it, it may not be for me or my friends. For me. But it but is cool. for the 20-somethings. It is for those tech firms that are looking to locate here. It is for those that are there. And we're not taking away from people who drive in an automobile. What we're doing is making the roads for everyone. So whether you use a bus, whether you use a wheelchair, whether you walk, ride a bike, or drive a car, you we're it. trying to make the city there for all. What I was, well, I got to say, I was, I was had my chest out. It's like, yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, we go right in my body. Yeah, we got bike. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Penn Ave is hopping. It is hopping, isn't it's it? It's incredible. It's like Tuesday night. It's you fantastic. Go down to Penn Avenue, and it's busy. And yeah, I remember back in the day, I uh, worked for Lieutenant Governor Mark Single, and he used to always stay in that uh, hotel that's right down by the convention center. Yeah, and you know, change his name every, yeah, every week. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he said. Um, you know, downtown Pittsburgh is so dead at night. And they're like, I know, you know, that's just the way that it is. Right. You know, we don't have an, any entertainment or anything with it. And he's, he said, you know, even the prostitutes, they look like men. <laughs> 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 and, even rough on them. And I said, Governor, that's because they are. That's because they are. <laughs> Even better comeback. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you know, you, you also, you've been, ha been having a lot of fun as mayor. And one of the things that's was fun, and Todd is a huge undercover boss fan of the show. Yes. He has been chomping at the bit that talking yes. about that show. Right. It's okay, Todd. Um, I'm going to let out all the trade secrets. <laughs> yeah, so, so, first of all, my first question is, um, well, I'll do a comment first. I think it brought such a cool, it made Pittsburgh look so cool and so different, it, it portrayed Pittsburgh in such a nice, younger, hipper way. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I commend you on that. But how did, out of all the cities in the country, how did you get picked for that? Yeah. Well, number one, uh, the reason, part of the reason that it made Pittsburgh look really well was we worked with Visit Pittsburgh. And so any of the scenes that they would show as like the bumpers mm -hmm. coming in or going yeah. out uh, were all professionally shot by Pittsburgher video oh, wow. so we didn't chance that it, there would be a rainy day and they're showing like yeah. uh, a bus stalled out on the side of the road <laughs> yeah, you know right, right. <laughs> so so you saw like uh, geese and stuff and yeah you know, it's like yeah, it our typical yeah, but it, it, right. it was <laughs> downtown a, swans yeah, yeah. Our swans right. such a great portrayal and so and that all, was all that the was stuff purposeful. you did was was great but um so they contacted about 20 mayors and what they said was they went on YouTube and they just looked around for people that uh, had some sort of a presence. Yeah. Okay. And Secure. then they um, came in. And, no, I'm sorry. They phoned, interviewed us. And then they narrowed it down to five. And they came in and they interviewed us on camera. Okay. And then they took it back to California and they selected from that. Wow. 
And I don't even know who the other mayors were. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't as cool as you because you no, made it, right? It was, uh, it was kind of fun. They, you know, they came in to shoot the first day uh, in the office. Um, and the one thing that I remember was I was telling them all the stories about how this room's over 100 years old and this and that. And the one person said, I never saw so many orbs. Uh, oh, wow. when I would did the, the and it's because oh. I was saying, you know, at night, sometimes like the these lights would turn off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, I'm happy I did it, but I would never do it again. Yeah. No, that was once is enough. Right. For a show like that. It was <laughs> kind of eight fun, days. They had tiring. me living out at the, uh, what is that? The double tree now in green tree yeah. off the parkway. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to see my girlfriend. I wasn't allowed to see my wow. family. Um, for no apparent reason. That must yeah. have been hysterical. Man. People <laughs> running into you out there. Secret. No, I wasn't allowed out oh, of my room. You're kidding. No. I finally, uh, like, the last day, I'm there like, screw this. I'm going down to the bar. <laughs> and I went down to the bar and sat there. And there were people like, is that the mayor? And I'm just like, no. Nah. Just, but um, so what they ended up doing is they, they, they lock you away. Uh, you get up every morning at 5 in the morning. Uh, and then you walk across the hall and you do two hours of makeup. Yeah, I was gonna. That was one of my questions. So two hours of makeup. Two hours to get every one of those hairs on my beard yeah. was individually put on my head. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you did look quite like quite a character in that, that show. Huh? That was interesting. There's How some they could photos I have. Where I was doing Jerry Garcia with it. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I've got. I'll show you some later that there's some good shots. It's pretty amazing, man. Was there I, I, anything that? Didn't make TV that was memorable to you? Oh, there was an entire day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I went through the south side on Carson Street handing out parking tickets. <laughs> yeah. How, I had that... one guy, a, a Vietnam vet, cursing me out. <laughs> and I'm, like, thanking him for his service oh. <laughs> and giving him a ticket. And, um, yeah. So it, I think you should do the show again. That's... <laughs> that's too fun. It sounded like it'd been fun. It had I was fun. with uh, a guy I know, and he didn't know who I was. He You're he kidding. kind of he said that I looked like the mayor or something like that, <laughs> and that he didn't like call me out on it. And they were really good at saying, "Oh, everybody has somebody they look like," you know. And so, um, but um, what a strange experience it must he, have been. as he was giving out the tickets. There was this attractive woman. And she came and was like, no, 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 no. I just, you know, and he said, okay. And I'm, just, I'm just like going, so, you know, the, my Ed Chadwick uh, fake Kentucky accent, yeah, which yeah. <laughs> embarrassed the people of Kentucky. It was like, so I can't even do it. No, you got it. The, the, the pretty ladies don't get the tickets. Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> so, That's too, yeah. too much. Yep. Too much. So that didn't make it. Um, boy, there was, um, a couple of the scenes, especially on the reveal day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the stories that were being told about personal stories with, uh, those folks that was just almost heart wrenching. Really? Yeah. Just almost, almost too emotional even mm -hmm. to, to air. Yeah. Wow. So when they do that, they fly in a psychologist from New York because a lot of people have a hard time yeah. going through the reveal like that they have been part of a deception. Oh, really? And then others have a hard time with now they've received all this great 
help. Yeah. And some people just can't make that whole. It's overwhelming. Yeah. So they, they immediately after they leave that little filming part, they take them to a room with the psychologist. Do you understand what's happening? Do you understand what this, you know, and right. they, they talk yeah. them through it. It was such a uh, such a cool thing to witness. Uh, I, I was a big fan. I, I'm a fan of the show, but then that made me a a, a Mayor Perdido fan for sure. Just I've only cool. seen it twice. <laughs> oh, I yeah. saw it the night it aired, um, and then I was at my little watering hole, uh, Cappy's, about a month ago, and it came on around nine o'clock. So oh, we so just turned on the volume, and we all sat and watched it. So. <laughs> It was after I saw it the first time. It was sort of it's embarrassing sometimes, you know, watching to watch yourself. yourself. Right. It's but you know what? It ended up being a great thing, I think, because I, I mean, I got great reviews from people that talked about it. I mean, it ended up being a real nice, positive thing for you, I think. I in a sense, it airs around the world. Yeah. And whenever it airs, I get uh, emails. They come into the city's website and uh, you can just tell what country it is, you know. <laughs> I, I'd love to hear. I, I'm assuming it's in English, but you know, I'd love to hear my like Swedish voice. I do want to hear your <laughs> Swedish voice. That you know? would be funny. Yeah. No tickets for the ladies. I don't. I know how. I don't. Can't do a Swedish accent. My God, that's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's that's. Uh, any other crazy shows? You get, you must get called for things like that every once in a while for yeah. shows and stuff like. What other crazy things that they that you turn down? So I can't do that. I mean, um, but, you know, it has to be some weird things. Oh, this one was absolutely, it's like a scam. It was uh, uh, William Shatner um, (laughs) profiling like something. And what it is is like he's in a studio somewhere going like, Pittsburgh, the city that has it all. And then it goes and the the guy does his 10-minute video. Okay. I'm William Shatner. Join me next time. <laughs> it's like, and he sits there and does Makes, Cleveland, the, the city that has it that's all. That's it. That's right. it. Picks the check. And, and right now, and that's it's like fifteen thousand dollars, and we'll help to promote the William Shatner, and this will uh, air, and then you can like sell it to your local TV stations. And like, nah. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah pass. right. We'll um, that was a strange one. I just but. And then there's like some retreat I keep getting this invitation for where I'm not really sure if it's like I'll be abducted by Al Qaeda or <laughs> or converted to moonism or something. That you like, Four it's like, glorious days, please three choose nights. Charleston, South Carolina, okay. Aspen, some other great place, like one of these four for your three day. And it's like, are you trying maybe to sell me like uh, a share? You got a timeshare thing? Yeah, timeshare thing. I don't know what it is, but every now and then we get it, and it's the same group, and it seems to be government-related, but I don't know. (laughs) We might have to check it out, the Aspen one anyway. Uh, You know, it's funny. uh, Get back to some of the stuff you're doing in the city. Uh, I'm excited. A kid who grew up in the Strip District and then watching all this growth. Uh, like when you start seeing things like what you're doing in you know East Liberty, you know, so and then Amazon may come into town. Uh, can you give me give us any insight on Amazon? People are always asking me or talking to me, hey, Jimmy, here and think about Amazon. I think, yeah. what, what is the latest on Amazon? Two things about it. Number one, because you know I, I take the whole transparent, open government thing yeah. very, very seriously, and not being able to release this is very difficult because right. I'm proud of what we submitted. And it does address issues such as affordable housing and transportation and all the others, how right. we can improve all of that by Amazon being here. Yeah. But at the same time, there's 19 other cities that we're in competition with. And if we open up our proposal and they don't open theirs, 
it would put us at a disadvantage. Right. Because they so, can adjust. Yeah. The moment that Amazon makes their decision, I just want to release it and show folks and say, look, this is what we were doing and it, this is how we would have been able to approach it. So that's that's the one thing. Their, their process is very uh, guarded by them. Not So they came into town. They were here for 24 hours. They wanted to see certain things. They wanted certain information and they wanted very little interaction huh. and we have believed that they had been here prior to that uh and they'll be here sometime in the future so they're the like road. aliens they're right? just hiding yeah it could be anywhere right they, they, could be anywhere yeah. my interns could be Big in amazon we don't know right <laughs> i don't know you guys that well <laughs> your uber driver when, when, when <laughs> When they come in, I'd like I, I'd like to be the tour guide, Bill. If it's all right, I could take them around. I you know, give them some inside. They stuff. don't want any of that. You say, hey, you so it, they just they have their own <laughs> their own little their, thing, their own little thing. They're so. mysterious people. You see the yeah. mysterious people. It's Amazon. Watch out. Yep, that's good. Uh, well, you know, it, it, they're not the only. Th- I mean, they're great. We want them and all, but that's some of the other things are some of the other developments in, in companies that are coming. How do you? Co- how does a mayor? How do you go about doing that? Do, or do you recruit? these companies or these companies Sometimes. come to you so i've been to silicon valley probably three times in the past year okay and meeting with companies that are out there that have an interest in pittsburgh or um, i met with a few different um, uh, autonomous vehicle companies to try and get them to put their toe in the water you know is that how you do things you're kind of recruiting in a way tr- right? sp- on a small level right uh, in a good way but yeah and more so we are uh, we've created basically a Delta team so that when a company is interested in Pittsburgh, we can provide them with everything that they may want, all the information that they may need, and then also the personal services they're looking for from government. So um, recently, we were able to announce uh, Respironics uh, Phillips out of the Netherlands. Okay. 1,250 jobs in East Liberty, brand wow. new building going up, building their entire uh, world campus right in East Liberty. Um, we've been working on that with them for over a year huh. and trying to make sure that all of the things that they would be looking for would be made available. We have a couple more right now that hopefully we'll be able to announce this summer and um, it's on a continual basis. So uh, it's a combination between our office and the URA uh, and then we partner very closely with the county executive and Allegheny County Economic Development, the Allegheny Conference and the Pittsburgh Regional Alliance. So everybody works together as a team and everyone has a specific job. You know, it's interesting though. Everyone's working together, but with all this progress, I've noticed something that, and it's tough balance. You know, even when I look into, you know, East Liberty or different areas there, Lawrenceville, I grew up in, like I said, you know, Strip and know, know the city real well. But, and I think, are you in, are you the one who's involved? It seems like there's a nice integration. In other words, you're a historian guy. You respect history. I know that. It seems like we're, we've been able to modernize, but I, I don't see major changes. For, I don't see history being history suffering so sometimes when yes. sometimes we have to modernize history has to suffer a lot i don't see that i see some integration i see so, in other words is that you help is that a, there's a balance two, right a two biggest challenges facing pittsburgh and it's so wonderful to say this because you know what it was like in the 80s and the 90s yeah biggest challenges were some really big challenges of whether or not we were going to make it right um right today it's how do you keep pittsburgh pittsburgh 
because you don't want to lose what it is in the process of growth. Our uniqueness. And then the second is how do you make a Pittsburgh for everyone? So how do we start to see the investment happening in Sheridan and in Esplin yeah. and in Knoxville, in Carrick, in Beltshoover, and in parts of the north side and in Lincoln, Lemington, in the East Hills? We still have a majority of the city that is seeing no investment. Right. And even right. though we're seeing changes happening maybe too fast in East Liberty and Lawrenceville, it's it's not happening in other areas. So, you know, a lot of cities are either hot or cold. They're either, you know, very hot market and the right. cost is going up exponentially or it's a very cold market. Pittsburgh has both within that little 55 square miles. Right. And we have to be very cognizant that it requires different tools in different neighborhoods to be able to see success. So when it comes to keeping Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, it's why we took so long with the terminal building in the strip, hmm. because we didn't want to tear down 40% of it. Right. We didn't want to build a bunch of surface parking. We want that crazy long building to be that crazy long building a hundred years from now. Right. That look, that right. or the history. That is Pittsburgh. Right. And that's the key to, uh, I, I think, to your success. To me. So it, that guy who can oversee that. What appreciates me that. up at night? St. Joe's and Liberty Avenue in Bloomfield. St. John Vianney up in Allentown mm. with the double steeples. What happens if the diocese should decide to close them? Yeah. Um, the developer will look at it and say, I can demolish it and build an apartment building. Right, right. But we don't want to lose those pieces churches, of yeah, history. Look, yeah, the history. Right. That that's true. That yeah. is true. I think a lot of people agree with you. I'm glad you, you know it does. How could could you protect that bill? Have you done that before? I'm sure you do that I've every met once with in a while. And just try to explain to him about um, the the importance of uh, the history. Yeah, and let us work with you because his concern is he doesn't want to see that become a bar. You know, oh. he doesn't want to see the church become something that it's uh, right. It's uh, not right. And my goal with him is let us then find developers who can create housing or create senior centers or different right. things. Okay. But You're telling me I want to do this with conscience and he's a, right. a listening. I hope. Listening. Yeah. What, what's, what's your schedule? Like people wonder what you're, I, mean, I see you, <laughs> I only get to see you as long as I think I'm going to see you in years because yeah. you're so busy. You literally have to show up at a place for 10 minutes. You don't really get to enjoy the party. No, you never. have to be there the next one. Yeah. What's your, is that a, what is a typical day as far so as So they're not events? typical. Yeah. Um, there isn't like, you know, 9 a.m. go through news clippings, 10 a.m. Okay. It, it's all because 9 a.m. today could be uh, completely wide open and 9 a.m. tomorrow may be a press conference with the governor. You know, so you never know. So every day is really decided upon um, a couple of events that you have to be at okay uh things that you have to do and then you intersperse them with individual meetings or interviews right. or whatever else and then during the week your communication director throws in a couple of press conferences on some of the major initiatives that are happening that week and then your evenings have events that are happening throughout the city and there's on any given day at least 10 events that you could be going to at least you could choose yeah yeah so people will be critical if you're not at an event, but they have to also understand 
just because you're in an event one year doesn't mean you're going to be there every single year, <laughs> nor just because you're at an event that evening doesn't mean you're going to be at the other three events that evening as well. So it's, it's, um, I would say probably depending on the week, 60 to 70 hours a week. Easy. Um, and you're usually on. Usually six days a week. Uh, there have been months where I haven't had a day off. Um, That's what I was going to ask. If so, that you don't have a weekly day off. It's not like you say, Jim. I'm off on Sundays. You're you don't technically. Only one mayor I know of ever did that. Uh, that was Mayor Daly out of Chicago. He did one day off. He did Sundays, but again, <laughs> he missed funerals. He missed events. He missed major things. But sure. He he had this commitment that Sunday was his day to be with his family. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ended up this uh, summer uh, getting a place up in the Laurel Highlands. Okay. So rented a little getaway there. Uh, three guys who I grew up with since kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, buddies of ours. Uh, one of them, Paul, we almost lost uh, from wow. throat cancer uh, around Christmas time, but he oh. battled back and it's cancer oh, free. Good. So we're Great like, news. we got to go. We got to celebrate. And Hell it's like, yeah! That's big time. Kevin's like, hey, let's go to Vegas, and everyone's like, we're, <laughs> gonna be. And we're like, yeah, what about a. Uh, Cruise down uh, through the Grand Canyon and do whitewater rafting for like three days. Sounds it's like for less than that, we can rent a place up in the Laurel Highlands and have the entire Case summer. Of beer and relax. So we call it the clubhouse. Who's going to the clubhouse this weekend? You know, okay, so you got a lot of time then with the guys. Yeah. Well, it must be fun for your buddies you grew up with. You being they're having, the mayor. They're having a great time. Right? I, I really would say that they it. have <laughs> more fun than I do uh, with it because, number one, they laugh because they know me. <laughs> of course. And they're like, how'd <laughs> that funny. ever happen? All right. And then number two, I take them along for the ride. So, okay. you know, an opportunity to go to a Stanley Cup final and to be there and watching it with them. You're Vinny Chase and Entourage. Your entourage. Look at the guys. The guys are the, the cup final. That's they got good. to see Your the buddy cup. should get a little. Right. right. They got to touch the cup. So, yeah. So it's that's that type of stuff is so much fun for me. So, yeah, um, yeah. I my my oldest brother, Guy, um, uh, was diagnosed several years ago with cancer wow. and he fought and beat it and it was stage four. Wow. And wow. I promised him that if he could beat cancer, the next time the Rolling Stones came to town, he would meet them. And <laughs> I had no way of doing it, but I knew that there was a way that got, if, there's a way. Right? Yeah. 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 Mick Jagger it? wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother Your met brother the Rolling was. Stones. Yes. Wow. So, that and I don't take advantage of that that often. I mean, it's not like I'm I'm in this for that. I that's a sidebar right. to it that's fun. Uh, but you know, there's a uh, a certain level of interest with some folks about meeting the mayor when they're in town. Yeah, and there's certainly some people that I'm very interested in meeting. So I've become friends with Ben Folds. Yeah, and it's, a, it, it's because he's a big urbanist. He understands the issues. He's part of this whole uh, movement down in Nashville about preservation of Music Row. And he loves Pittsburgh. Hmm. And uh, now he's in conversations with the Mr. Rogers folks okay. about becoming the musical director for them. He's in conversations with the Pittsburgh Symphony about creating a pop series. And he said, if, you know, these things come through, the very strong likelihood that he would move to Pittsburgh or that's, at least have a place in Pittsburgh. That's, that's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny as we get older, you mentioned, you know, your body and brother fighting cancer and all and eating it. And, and as they get older too, I think it, that helps, doesn't it, for your job? In other words, when you, you just puts things in perspective. It just hit me when you just said how they fought cancer. And yeah. be, that's real life. That's, you know, our problems all of a sudden melt away. Yeah. Or any kind of stress you have kind of gets put in perspective. That's one of the benefits of getting older. It, yeah. You do feel when you. I went through a, you know, like a 14 month period or a 16 month period, something like that, uh, the past couple of years. And it was one of the more difficult stretches of my life. I, um, I lost a brother. Uh, he passed away. My other brother who had had uh, bladder cancer that then became lung cancer and then brain cancer. And he's clear now, but it's been a battle. It's a miracle. Uh, wow. My brother who passed away's wife developed breast cancer oh my. Uh, 10 months after she lost her husband. Um, my mom had a stroke that's left her unable to uh, live by herself. My girlfriend and I broke up and I sort of had everybody that's my support network needing support. Right. I would argue to you without any, not even a question, not even a, one little part of it that this job has helped me to stay stable through a very unstable time. Mm. That having the benefit of having the job that I wanted and the only job in life that I really wanted to do and being able to come in here every day and work has helped me to help them. Makes sense, because you know, St. Paul says, you know, you have man to show you a man who serves others, and that's what your job is actually, serving the whole city, serving me and all the other citizens. It makes some sense there. Yeah. It, it kept a stable Other people giving, would say, giving at a time when you know your time needs to be given to those that you love and around that it would be difficult or it would be hard on you right to be able to have a job that Do was it. demanding to me it's the exact opposite. it was the opposite because you yeah. were giving because you had to give yeah. uh, man that is a trying time when you put the whole together yeah yeah it was um by the time that my sister-in-law had become sick, we're just like, oh, come on. Now. Right, right. Now this is getting ridiculous. God, okay, yeah. I get the story. I'm we being get tested. it. It's right. one after another. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, but uh, again, good friends, uh, a tight family, mm -hmm. and um, just the opportunity to see the miracle of what medical science can do has been astounding. And it's that fight in you. You're yeah. That, that Pittsburgh fight in you, guy. And what... What is the thing, like you, when you were trying to be married, you come married, you look at it now. I want to hear the worst part of being married and the best part of being married. And, and, you know, the, the worst, worst part worst of being married is Twitter. <laughs> what, worse is Twitter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the post-gazette uh, comment section. <laughs> okay. Man, like, can like Kimmel, you get the mean, mean tweets. You get the mean tweets. We can do mean tweets oh with you next time. Like, like Kimmel does. So, it's, it's, so no, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous at some of the stuff, but it's, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny with this. Yeah. It's ridiculous I've, to the point of yeah. comical. So I've, um, <laughs> I definitely have gotten thicker skin with it, but it is, uh, you don't take it serious at that point. Uh, it's hard not, it's hard not to, to take person. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know what you Cause mean. it's constant, you know, it's, but it's also the, it's, I, you know, I don't remember that being around 10 years ago. No, it wasn't. No. Not like that. Uh -huh. We're just coming at you, too. Right. And it, but at some point, you're probably just numb to it at this point. Where yeah. It's kind of there. Depends so on how, the how, day. how well yeah, the batteries are charged that day. <laughs> yeah. right. All right. Give me, it, what's the best part of being uh, there? So I've walked into this building now for 23 years. Uh, 
coming to work as a staffer, coming to work as a council member, coming to work as a mayor. And I say this often, so somebody may have heard it before, but I walk through that same door, I walk through that same metal detector, and I always will see that person and they'll have their giant eagle blue bag filled <laughs> with all their tax papers yeah. and they'll be like ruffling through them and mm. trying to figure out where to go. And I'll come up and say, hey, can I help you? Uh, and they're like, yeah, I've got to file my taxes. And I'm like, OK, take this elevator, go to the second floor, make a right. Now, when I do it and they're all ruffling through the papers and everything and I and I say, hey, can I help you? And they'll go, you're the mayor. And they'll smile. <laughs> and they'll smile. Yeah. And it is, I have the blessing of being able to have people smile. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better. So, you know, if my day's crappy or whatever, all I have to do is say hi to somebody on Grant Street and I get a smile. It's pretty cool. You're right. Yeah, because but you become. If a person smiles at you, yeah. you smile. You can't help it. Yeah. So, um, I can make somebody's day by, you know, going to a senior center, sitting down while they're having lunch, holding their hand, talking to them, hearing the story about when they were in high school and they knew somebody named Rizzuto and are they related? <laughs> and I'll sit there and go, no, maybe a cousin. But, um, but anyways, uh, but then, you know, they'll call their, their kid down in uh, Charlotte and say, hey. Guess who I talked with, who I had lunch with today? I, yeah. The mayor. The mayor. Yeah. Exactly. It's a pretty good thing to have in life. Pretty cool thing. Even yeah. even uh, Andrew and Nick Lanterns, they wanted to be here so bad to meet you and yeah. stuff. It's, it's that, you're right. You're, it's, a, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just pretty cool. So I try to remember that all the time um, and realize that it's a short trip mm. uh, and you don't know when it ends. And even, you know, if you're fortunate enough to fill out your entire term, uh, it's also limited. And so take the most of that every day that you can get. I wouldn't bet against your fighter, Bill. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get away, get in the way of your haymaker, man. Uh, you want to keep running again. You want to keep my, this job as long as My you goal would be to serve as the mayor of Pittsburgh for 12 years, okay. which I'm at year five right now. Okay. So I'd have to run one more term. Yeah. And then to retire from politics. Completely. Completely. Okay. Yep. Well, you've given a lot then after that. Right off into the sunset. Yep. Right off. Well, now we could just hang a cappy then. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going (laughs) to retire from life, but retire from politics. Retire from politics. Yeah. I'd be uh, around 62 around that point, 61, 62. Yeah. It's enough, right at the perfect age for a next career. I think it's perfect. Then you could sit at Cappy's. You could do mean tweets to whoever the next mayor is. I mean, you could sit there and get them. It's like, (laughs) what are you doing? I've that often w- thought about right? doing the fake Bill Peduto and actually it being me too. I think we do that. Yeah. I think we do that. I, I think that yeah. it, what it would be is probably <laughs> one of the funniest Twitter accounts, but at the same time, it's all the things that I want to tweet. We have to do yeah. it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do this. So what usually account. just happens is I'll just say it to friends and they'll laugh their heads off and okay. go, God, I wish I could tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people don't know about River. We have to tell him this is a dog. Right. Come up here. You know, I love River animals. has his own Twitter account. He has his own Twitter. He, oh, my, he has more followers. He has than more me. Instagram followers than me. I'm sure he does. <laughs> he's very popular here. How did River come about? He has his own office, by the way, as a, our dog, River. He's, yep. he's uh, beautiful, uh, like a golden mix or whatever. No, he's, all, he? he's all gold. He's, he's all gold. Uh, yeah, golden retriever. He's all gold. And sorry, River. Didn't mean it. You know, so it's your in hair Cincinnati, color. <laughs> they have the. Um, uh service dog school okay 
and dogs get trained to become service dogs for people that need them. And some dogs don't quite graduate. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I relate to River. Yeah. We have the same, like, you know, vibe going on here. So River uh, (laughs) was dropped out of uh, service. He, uh, when he first came to us through Katie O'Malley. Yeah. uh, Well, here's what happened. We used to have a canine ambassador at the Fairmont named Edie. Okay. And then Edie's caretaker was transferred to California for Fairmont Hotels and Edie left so Pittsburgh didn't have a canine ambassador. The same group that gave the Fairmont Edie called our office and said, do you know of a company in your town that would take this dog as a canine ambassador? Katie's like, sure, send a picture. She's like, oh my God, we got to get that dog. <laughs> it's all over. It's River. Yeah. She's there like, she's their boss. Can we get this dog? And they're like, <laughs> you got to take care of him. You got to uh, walk him. That's and, it. And yeah. River's just babied. Yeah. yeah. He's on a diet like me. We're both on diets. River and I. So what ends up happening is um, he comes in and he can turn on the lights in a room. He can recycle. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Doesn't sound like he dropped out. He, may, he must have he's going so on to grad school. This, this dog, this dog he's in is CMU. He's enrolled in CMU now. And now, you know, he goes and visits Guy Costa and Guy Costa's <laughs> feeding him Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> he's hit the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, dog. he learns the secret of sandwiches. And everybody's giving him a little piece of meat or a little piece of cheese. And so old River gets to be big man River. He's gonna and he just meat. lays on the cold floor. He knows how to work the room. So he's on a diet and uh, <laughs> he's working Perfect. to uh, get back. But he, uh, he's, you know, the best thing that we can do with him is take him to all the different events and He's great with kids. He's great with seniors. He's great with other dogs. He's perfect to hang out with you, isn't he? Yeah. You're like a superhero. It's like your sidekick, River. That's well, he's Darlene at the front desk. Oh, that's She's, a sidekick. Yeah, she just, now he just stays at her feet. <laughs> yep. He'll come out, look to see when somebody comes in to visit, and then goes Yeah, back. he sniffed my feet, gave yeah. me the okay, thank yeah. God, and I was in, I was in. Uh, well, th- we are uh, uh, so honored to have you on. I'm Steam Mayor Bill Peduto. Bill, and a, and a great friend and genuine Pittsburgh guy. Bill, always uh, such a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time out, man. I know how busy you are. It means the world to me, but I know you're that kind of guy, man, always helping uh, out a friend. So I appreciate that. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you for everything you've done for Pittsburgh, Jimmy. Thanks, Bill. Honored, man. Thank you. No restrictions. Hey, everybody. Just want to let you know with the Jim Crenn No Restrictions app now available on iTunes and Google Play, it's absolutely free. Streams 24-7 of No Restrictions. Make it easy on just get it today. It's on iTunes and Google Play. Jim Crenn No Restrictions app.